All right, Anthony and I are podcast. Welcome in for another episode. We are discussing the Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein connection. The Chinese rocket that will crash into Earth this weekend. Everybody enjoy it while you can. Heads up. Yeah, yeah, heads up. <laughs> uh, Jake Paul making some noise with the Mayweather Paul fight. Uh, Elon Musk hosting SNL this weekend. The Doge father is Matthew Perry, a creeper. Pam and Tommy Lee have a, a new project coming out. It's a biopic about them. And the sink thingy saga continues all on this episode of the podcast. Frankie C is here with us to start. What's going on, my man? Same old brother. What are we talking about? Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein. Why are they connected? Okay. So. And how. We've been talking about Bill Gates for the last couple of episodes. Go check us out and put a link in the YouTube cards. Go back in the Apple podcast if you're listening. Uh, check out what we've been discussing as Melinda and Bill Gates decided to end their marriage. They made the announcement. I believe it was only Monday. And so we started talking about Bill Gates. And I've said this in the past, and I want everybody to bear with. If you tap out of this episode at any point without getting the full story, you're not you're not going to get the full story from us. So you got to bear with me here. Yeah, There's a you got to watch lot. out because he'll probably ban you. <laughs> There's a lot to say. Well, I won't ban people. But I'm going to be uh, there's going to be some pro Gates things. And then, as you can tell by the title, it's, there's going to be a lot of negative Gates things. But there's going to be some pro Gates things. Yeah, you don't want to see your name next to his. Next to no, you really don't. But anyway, so, Frank, when we first brought it up. People started in with all the, the garbage. And OK, so let's do the Bill Gates conspiracy theories that are not true. And then we'll do the conspiracy theory that might be true kind of sounds like it's true and it's also coming to life again right now as we speak so we're, we're getting more information right now i feel like we're kind of in the middle of the beginning of the latest the middle conspiracy of the theory. beginning of the okay yeah i think i got it are you following that uh, no but okay right. so there are conspiracy theories about bill gates that are not real like what he's a clone he died how many years ago and they they cloned yeah. him for some weird reason these yeah these ones frank and i were talking on the air before we started these conspiracy theories where they clone the person killed the original person and now the clone is running the uh, you know and doing the same all, all the same things I, why anybody would do that i have no idea that seems like waste of a clone what are you doing with that yeah exactly i mean unless he died some way and they just needed him to continue. It, it you know, makes, he died on, on, off on his own. And they said, oh, we can't have that. Yeah, it makes little little to no sense. But, and I said this a little bit before, and I will go over it quickly here on this episode. This conspiracy theory that the Bill Gates vaccine in India harmed a bunch of people is, I'm sorry, not true. Okay? It's just not true. Um... They he had a uh, trial vaccine in India. They were giving it to uh, children. There were claims that he was testing this vaccine on children. Lots of posts about it. It's all not true. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. It's just it's absolutely 100 percent not true. Um, it was for uh, HPV. Um, the, the thing with Gates is and I, and again, going to contradict myself when we get to the Epstein stuff here. 
but it seems like he wants to help people, you know? And I know people are like, blah, blah. I just, I can't wrap myself around the idea, Frank, that he's coming up, he's donating billions of dollars to develop vaccines to make people's lives better because he's secretly trying to kill them all. I, I just... I mean, you can't kill everybody in, you know, right in everybody's face. You got to do it secretly, I guess. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't add up. Like, what would that I, I get? Everybody's going to go. Well, he talks about uh, depopulation all the time and how he wants to, you know, decrease the population. Yeah. Et cetera. Uh, but uh, the population hasn't, you know, we're still on the rise. Everybody's. Well, I'm going to get to that one. I, I, I've got, I've got a lot on that one too, and that, that's the one that we haven't addressed yet. So let me go through this one quickly here. Okay. Um, so a spokesperson for the Gates Foundation confirmed to Reuters, okay, remember reputable sources, not Jerry's basement blog. All right, which is not bad. Uh, Reuters via email. Allegations are false. This was all backed up by Reuters. There's no pending lawsuit between Gates or his foundation in relation to this. The vaccine trial in question was not illegal. It was halted. Um, it has been the source of some controversy down in India. I said this in the last episode. It was all true. Okay. Uh, the study was conducted by the U.S. non-for-profit organization Program for Appropriate Technology in Health, or PATH. The study was financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was canceled in 2010 after local media reported the death of seven girls that were taking part. The study was canceled in 2010 following uh, these reports. Science Magazine reported that the investigations carried out by the committee designated by the Indian government later determined that the deaths were unrelated to the vaccine demonstration. Five were evidently unrelated to the vaccine. One girl drowned in a quarry. The other died from a snake bite. Uh, two ingested pesticides and one died from complications of malaria. Okay, so that was determined. Now, you can go, oh, it's all part of the narrative, man. Okay, then I, you know, I, I but can't help. The, yeah, and you can't, if you're not going to believe anything, then why are you believing? Right. Now, this is, like yeah, and this is Reuters. You know, AP News, Reuters, you know, these are reputable sources, okay? And actually, in fact, this is part of a Reuters series where they are investigating um, conspiracy theories to find out, to prove whether they're true or not, okay? Right. So, look, I read something like this, Science Magazine, Reuters, you know, the So this one seems like it's debunked. Right. And when I get to the Epstein... Um, Gates stuff, you'll, you're going to see the difference. Like there's, n there's no denying from even the, the Gates foundation or Gates as people, there's no denying that there was a relationship there, which we'll talk about, which is disappointing to people that want to defend, uh, Gates here. Um, but you know, this, it, just this one in particular is just not true. All right. So the yeah okay. So the vaccine in India, Bill Gates, not true. Not true. Debunked. Boom. Right. What's the next one that is not true? Next one. Uh, people are talking about depopulation. We we glanced over this last time around, right? Right. Where 
I I made the joke like, oh, people are now saying that he's Thanos, right? All of a sudden, Bill Gates is Thanos. This one also, and here and here, the reason why I do this, Frank, is because it upsets me that people just you know, <laughs> people don't do do their research, and it's the people that go do your research, man. When it actually takes twenty minutes for me to find, and then like all you have to do is read. If you got it from Jerry's basement blog or you saw a post on Facebook that was horseshit, that's not research. It's not research. I don't get that. They there's literally like you could have you could have hundreds of articles uh, from reputable sources that say one thing, and then they then they find a handful of of articles from God knows where that says something else. Right, and because the something else is sneakier and suspicious they'll go wow that's that's the one i mean that's what they're not telling you it's like or that's complete bullshit is the uh, is the most believable option now a little background on your old pal ant and his buddy frankie c we are born from radio we've both been on the radio for years and years okay and what happens when you're on the radio not that we're journalists because again the whole point of this show is to entertain and inform and in that order, on purpose, we'd rather entertain than inform, but sometimes you inform. Um, when you're on the when you're on the air and you have an audience and you garner people that that follow you, that trust you, that listen to what you say, that comes with a bit of responsibility. True. And you learn in your radio career early on, holy cow, I have to be as honest as I possibly can be. Because if I say something and it causes somebody harm or damage or even just a bad experience, it's a terrible feeling. Right. Like when you're on the radio, a lot of people come to you and they say, hey, endorse my product, do this or do that. And, you know, when you're young, you go, oh, I need money. I'll do it. I'll do whatever. And then at a certain point, you kind of realize even if it's as tiny as I can't say this restaurant is good because it's. 10 people in the audience went and it sucked and now they will never trust anything else I ever right. say again. Honesty is, is the key. Yeah. So if you lose the faith, you lose the trust, yeah, then you might as well just hang it up. Exactly. Frank said the point better than I could. Any radio person knows that if you lose the trust in this business, you are screwed. You'll never get it back. Done. You're done. You're absolutely done for. You'll just, you never get it back. Nobody will trust you, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So. That being said. That being said. I, um, so now the depopulation thing. It turns out that Gates was doing a TED talk where he was trying to illustrate a point. And it's a complicated point. He was doing a TED talk on carbon emissions. Okay. And the fact that we got to get to zero carbon emissions. And he was saying that in uh, underdeveloped countries, third world countries, what happens is people, and this is true even in the United States when we were a developing country, right? When you don't have a lot of resources, when you're farming your own food, or you rely on your family to, you know, uh, make money for your family or, you know, take care of elders or whatever, you tend to have a lot of children, right? 
back in the 1800s when the country, you know, was getting getting and going and everything like that, people had six, seven children. Why? Because you needed them out there on the farm, right? Everybody had their role. It was your own little business, basically. You were running with the family. And then you had somebody to take care of you when you were older. So the same thing sort of happens in, in, in third world nations, right? Where they people have lots of children because they're, you know... The more hands, right? it helps the family. There's also a thing where, you know, in these nations where you have children that uh, there's a high mortality rate in young children, uh, couples will tend to have more children as deranged as it is. But you think like if I have seven kids and only five survive, like, you know, if I know that a couple of my kids are not going to make it because lack of medicine, this or that, whatever it is, um, I'm going to have seven. I'm going to have more. I'm going to keep going because I need to make sure that everybody eats and that the, you know, we, you know, we, we have somebody to take care of us when you're wrong. You can't just have one kid because the odds that it will, it, that kid will survive is not as great. Okay. So that, that was his point that, and as we have, um, there's 2 billion people that are sort of in this boat in the world because they're poor and because they're in poor developing countries and that they're the ones who are going to be affected if we can't get the carbon situation under control, you know, because as climates change, flooding occur all this kind of stuff like all these people are going to be affected the richest people are not going to be affected they get in their helicopters go atop their mountains and whatever and they'll be just fine these people are the ones that are going to be going to be injured so he was referring to the mortality rate of children and he was basically trying to make the point that if we fix the carbon thing you know we'll actually people will actually stop having as many children Okay, so that was his, that that was his from A to B. Right. Lower the carbon thing, and then people will actually slow down with the amount of children that they are having. But what he then said, which everybody leaves out, is that you actually will grow the population that way. You know, because you'll have, you know, you you won't you will have those those countries and those situations continue to develop and then instead of ha so they won't have five kids they'll have two or they'll have three but as you just said frank natural course of action it's going to still continue to get yeah, bigger they'll be more prosperous right and more successful etc and they'll be able to right sustain larger families he never said we got to get these people. People just took it as, oh, he wants people to have less kids to slow down the population. No, he was actually saying the opposite. It's a weird, convoluted way of getting there. But if you don't know that people have more kids because of the mortality rate and that's their their reasoning, it doesn't make any sense. It looks like he's this crazy, huge depopulation guy. He's not. He's yeah, not. But if, you, if you cherry pick to make him look evil. And it's in the That's TED talk. And I go to people, send me, and I, and I, so I started posting it to people that were doubting. Like, here's the TED talk. Find in there where he says we have to reduce the population by 3 billion. Cause that's what everybody is saying, he said. And he never said it. 
exactly. It's on and, the TED Talk. And I want to say this is just like, you know, people are trying to find ways to make him look evil or whatever, but I, we haven't gotten to whatever you're going to drop on us about. Right. About Epstein. So I don't know. I'll hold that. Till <laughs> if you end. want the ways in which he might be evil and messed up, there it is at the top of the. It's there. It ain't this other this stuff. Story. Yeah. I don't this, know yet. This other stuff ain't it. Okay, here's the other one that everybody's it's, talking about. And this was this just happened awesome. the other day. He's the large... There's a little truth to this. He's the largest farm owner now in the world. He owns the most farms. They try and make it seem like that he, you know, he's this... He Now he's going to kill us with farms, right? He's going to control the world's food population, right? The population by... You have all the food in the world, you can control the population. Okay. So as it turns out, he does own, they're saying this one magazine, which I will trust, is saying he owns the most farmland in America. So why, this, why are you taking this one sources? I'll believe it. It's a, it's a reputable source. He owns the most farmland in America. Okay, it's not far-fetched to believe. Okay, it's not that far-fetched to believe. Because he invests in property along with every other rich person on the planet. He owns the most farmland in America, Frank. If you had to guess where Bill Gates ranks in overall land ownership amongst all the rich people, where would you put him based on what I just told you? If you own all of uh, most of the farmland in America? Yep. He, he has the uh, most farmland in America be in terms of value or in terms of like square footage they're both actually the same actually all right i'd put him way at the top way at the top right yeah he's 49th he's ranked 49th in overall land ownership 49th the most farmland i mean i guess the rural let's say yeah i guess i mean i feel i thought we'd have a lot of farmland but i guess there's 48 other people that own a lot more whatever land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos is one of them. Jeff Bezos owns more land than Bill Gates. And I may see here. Is he controlling the population through his land? He's controlling the population through friggin' Amazon Prime that none of us can, can get off of. I'm not a big fan of Amazon Prime. Son of a bitch. He has 242,000 acres of land. The person who, uh, now I'm having trouble finding it, but I remember Gates reading. Gates has? Gates has 242,000 okay. acres. The person who has the most, oh, here it is. John Malone, who nobody's ever heard of, another billionaire business landowner, you want to take a stab at how many acres John Malone has? He's number one. Bill Gates I'll at 49 is owns 246,000 acres. I'll say... 242, sorry. 12 million acres. 2.2 million acres. Oh, okay. 2.2 million acres. That's still a lot. These people have nothing but money. They have nowhere to put it. They just buy shit up. They just buy it all up. What are you going to do with it? They just buy and land. Why? There's only so many rooms you could attach to your house. 
Right. Right. Now you're in the billionaire category. The difference between million and billion is mind blowing. Mind blowing. At, just Google. Google do a Google image search. Million versus billion. Yeah. And the, the images are ridiculous. To be in the top one percent in the United States of America, you have to make over four hundred thousand dollars a year. These guys have a hundred and thirty billion dollars. You can't spend all that money in a lifetime. So not only is this guy giving it away in charity, he's just buying up land and people are like, why is he buying up land? He got fucking nothing else to do with it. He's got nothing else to do with it. And the other thing is that age old saying, buy land. Why? Because they're not making any more of it. So all this shit that these guys are doing, Bill Gates included, it's going to cash out for them eventually. It's going to be a sound investment. It's going to pay off for them. You know, we're going to grow in population and these areas that are not settled are going to be valuable. So this depopulation theory, again, kind of falls short when you get into the land. It doesn't ownership. matter because no matter what you say here, there are going to be people in the comments and, and whatever going to be like, ah, do your research. You're wrong. When, in fact, we just said we did the research. Yeah. We looked it all up and contrary to your non-research this is these are the facts let me tell you everything i've said tonight is is true and you can fully, you can fully trust researched. It. now so let's let's swing the pendulum the other way yeah and bill gates and jeffrey epstein what is the correlation there so bill gates knew jeffrey epstein i mean knew him okay and he knew him Knew him in a way where basically the worst possible way, right? We talked about uh, the other guy. His name escapes me right now. The We criticized the shit out of him. The the uh, other uh, finance guy who had the fund and he gave it all to Epstein to invest. And he went to Epstein's island with his kid, remember? I forget his name. Fat, chubby guy. We'll call him Newman for now. It doesn't matter. Um. And I said at the time with this guy, go, anybody who befriends this piece of shit after 07 when he was arrested for the first time, not great. Not good. No. You could add Bill Gates into that category. Now, oh, no. again, going back to the honesty thing here, Frank, your old pal Ant was wrong. Somebody sent me a photograph of Epstein and, um, and Gates. And I said on the show, on these airwaves, um, that it was photoshopped now the one that i had was not now you could take a look at this buddy so i was easily fooled no excuse i'm just giving you guys the background i was wrong um but if you look at how grainy and shitty this was the one that somebody showed me was like lighter than this and was doctored up a bit so that's why i was like oh this is terribly photoshopped like if you look it's just it's awfully grainy and and splotchy and you look at Gates's neck, something's going on there. It didn't look right. Anyway, the one that I got was not this. It was worse than this. So I was like, this is fake. This is Photoshopped. It was Photoshopped, but this is, in fact, absolutely 1 billion percent real. And this photograph was taken in 2011. And that was after he was arrested for the first time in 07 or 09. I can't remember, but it was well documented. Then he was arrested for uh, being with underage girls. Well documented. Okay. 
And now that Bill and Melinda are getting divorced, the story is starting to leak out that Melinda was absolutely furious and disgusted by Bill's relationship and involvement with Epstein. So, Rightly so, I would imagine. There is quite a bit of history here between these two guys. And I was reading this earlier, and I'll be honest with you, I was incredibly disappointed in Gates in how much these two met and and knew each other. And, I, and I'll get into all the reasons why. There's one thing, Frank, that sticks in my head, which I can't get past. I just, I can't get past it. Okay, let's dive right in what here. What is it? So they had several meetings, okay? Melinda is now coming out. Sources close to Melinda are telling this story. The Daily Beast has it. There's a few other places that have been reporting on it as well, uh, saying that she was furious after um, at the relationship that they had. Um, there was a previously unreported meeting that occurred at Epstein's Upper East Side mansion in September of 2013, on the same day that Bill and Melinda Gates accepted the Lasker Bloomberg Public Service Award at the Pierre Hotel, uh, they were photographed alongside then Mayor Michael Bloomberg. The meeting would prove a turning point for Gates' relationship with Epstein. The people familiar with the matter say, as Melinda told friends after the encounter, how uncomfortable she was in the company of the wealthy sex offender and how she wanted nothing to do with him. We criticize people who comment to us and talk to us and message us and tweet us that say crazy shit. There was a few people that said she's leaving because of this <coughs> three days ago. And here we are now with the story. They were right. Gates's friendship with Epstein, who for years was accused of molesting scores of underage girls, still haunts Melinda, according to friends of the couple who spoke to the Daily Beast this week in light of the pair's divorce announcement, which had been weeks in the making. The Daily Beast has learned that the financial and public relations specialist had been feverishly working on details of the pair split for weeks before the couple announced it on their own on Monday. Uh, representative for Bill and Melinda Gates did not respond to requests for comment on this report. The ties between Gates and Epstein run much deeper than the tech mogul first admitted. As in the New York Times article, which is spectacular, I read it to earlier today, that starting in 2011, Gates met with Epstein on numerous occasions. This was three years after Epstein pled guilty to soliciting an underage girl in Florida and then accusations um, that Epstein exploited young girls and women. Uh, those accusations were widely reported in the press. Not good. Uh, that is not good, Gates. I, mean, the I can't really blame Melinda here. Wait, the Times reported two people. Wait, this this unfolds like a stinky onion, my friend. It just keeps giving. The Times reported that two people close to Gates acted as intermediaries between the two. Boris Nikolic. N-I-K-O-L-I-C, a biotech investor and former advisor to Gates who was mysteriously named a backup executor in Epstein's last will and testament, and Melanie Walker, who worked at the Gates Foundation and served as a science advisor to Epstein. So this guy, Boris, who was running Gates's fund, was named a backup... Right. 
uh, right, a backup executor. So Epstein named his brother and I think one other person his executors. And if they couldn't fulfill the duties, he named basically Bill Gates' right-hand man at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, that doesn't look good either. That is not good. This is looking good. Now, this Boris guy has distanced himself like all hell, like who wouldn't, and said that he was stunned at the time that he was named because it was so unwarranted and they didn't have a relationship. Can you believe that? I mean, how... Unless there's some kind of weird tax thing that we're not seeing that I don't know about, you know, like, oh, I'll name this canary as owner of the company because they can't prosecute a canary. You know, (laughs) you know. I mean, um, but I don't know. Like, why would it, like, he didn't name Ghislaine, you know, he didn't name, like, uh, the other girl. at that time, they weren't, right? They weren't together. I guess not, but that that was kind of his right-hand gal, you know, all throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and you know what's weird, though? Like, all right, his brother, Epstein's brother was the executor, and I'm sure, I don't know how close they were, but, you know, no one's looking at him, right, as, you know, tied into all, to the mess. Yeah, I mean, but there's nothing really but, tying him. I don't think they spoke an awful lot. All right, because, you know, if you're looking at, if you're not looking at his brother, who's the executor of his will and all that, then why someone else like why gates yeah well and i think he's not as close but i guess the brother wasn't as close and i think the brother got all the heat off him when he just turned that money over and was like just do a victim's fund and get paid out to people just like that's kind of the right thing that what else are you gonna do yeah no exactly he did the right thing there in that particular instance the brother that's true but i mean can we believe like that's that's a hard coincidence to believe like why would he name me that's so surprised like it doesn't make a lot of yeah i mean Who's going to believe that? You know, you're, you've got some kind of, you, you can't plead ignorance on that because you have to sign off. Yeah. If you're the executor of a will. You have to sign off on that. Yeah. You can't just name someone in secret. Like, I can't name you. If I was going to name you, you'd have to sign a piece of paper. I don't know. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, tell us in the comments, but if you name someone the executor of your will, that person has to sign off on. I think you might be right about that too, because I think my wife had to do that. Yeah, you got that person has to be aware of it. Yeah, and approve it, you know, and accept it. <clears throat> you know, I can't just name Arnold Schwarzenegger my my executor of my will if he if he doesn't sign off on it. Mm, you really should. That'd be amazing. That would be awesome. Oh, who the hell is this, Frank? Wow. Oh. <laughs> Get to the chopper. I shouldn't. I, my my impression in no way, shape, or form belongs next to yours. Um. So this uh, Melanie Walker told the Daily Beast that she never set up any meetings between Gates and Epstein. Nikolic didn't. Uh, I'm probably saying that name. Nikolic. Uh, he didn't return a request for comment. In the Times piece. Gates had met with Epstein at a 2011 get-together at Epstein's uh, Manhattan townhouse. It included the financier's ex-girlfriend, Eva Anderson Dubin, and her daughter. Uh, Virginia Jeffrey, a survivor of Epstein's ring, has accused Dubin's hedge funder husband, Glenn, of abuse, a charge he has strenuously denied. 
The Times reported that Gates visited Epstein multiple times from 2011 to 2013 and that Epstein had tried pitching a new charitable fund to J.P. Morgan Honchos and to the Gates Foundation. In 2013, Gates also took a ride on Epstein's private jet from Teterboro Airport to Palm, that's in Jersey, to Palm Beach, Florida, according to the flight records by the Times. Um, CNBC also reported that Gates had rendezvoused with Epstein in New York. Now, about this, which again, I am on the side of this looks awful for Gates. And I yes, changed my opinion on, on the man himself. Agreed. I don't think he's depopulating the world, but that doesn't mean that he's not a private piece of shit in his own little exactly. private life. He very um, well could be, and that would make him a giant scumbag. Yeah. About this, though, uh, Gates said that he didn't know it was Epstein's plane. This is a minor detail. It doesn't really even matter. But in a weird right. way, I kind of believe him. Because when you're Gates and you're flying private all the time, do you think you check before each flight? Like, oh, who's, Who who's, owns the plane? Yeah, who's paying? Am I paying for this? Is somebody else paying? Like, is this my plane? You're, like, who's playing? Now, he's got a plane. He's got like a $40 million plane. But I'm sure he's got a bunch of planes. Like, I'm sure. Does he even fucking know at this point? I, I mean. I mean, if there's a, a private jet to be used at a certain airport, they'll probably just say, yeah, you could use it. I like no, but I'm just thinking like the guy flies private from one meeting to the next. He probably does like six flights in a day sometimes. Like I don't think like don't it's know. not like you and I. It, it's like kind of like how you and I get in our own car and go places. Like this guy gets on a plane and goes somewhere. Yeah, you know, I, like, don't I don't just get in a random car <laughs> without knowing. No, you don't. Who but, the owner is. but look at the way the guy travels. He's got a personal secretary. He's got this one. He's got that one. There's 10 people around him at all times. He's moving around like crazy. You think he know. checks on is who paid for this flight? I bet well, you he doesn't even know where he's going next. He's just what's next. And then they tell him, OK, all right, we're getting on. OK, yeah, that's why that's what I envision. Uh, I think he runs a little more of it than we realize. I think I'm sure he's in charge a lot more than. We. Yeah. I, I mean, if you just get on a private plane, you're not going to say who owns whose plane is this? Yeah, it doesn't matter. This isn't my plane. It doesn't matter to either way because he was still. What matters is where he was going. You know, who was going to meet, really? Yeah. But I. But he denied that. But that's what's interesting about all this. Gates isn't denying this. The Gates Foundation isn't denying this. But he did say I, that I didn't know it was his plane. So I, that I kind of, I tend to believe that. I mean, and, yeah, why wouldn't you, if you're not denying the rest of it? Yeah. That's a small detail to, you know. All right. When Gates first met Epstein, he was still Microsoft's chairman and the second richest person in the world, which we want to know how much that was. He's $130 billion now. Do you want to know how much that was in 2011? 2011, I'll say $75 billion. $56 billion. He almost tripled his wealth in this amount of time. Compound interest is a crazy thing, my friend. So Gates said in September of 2019, as media coverage into his connections with Epstein's were heating up, quote, I met him. I didn't have any business relationship or friendship with him. I didn't go to New Mexico or Florida or Palm Beach or any of that. There were people around him who were saying, hey, if you want to raise money for global health and get more philanthropy, he knows a lot of rich people. Every meeting where I was with him were meetings with men. I was never at any parties or anything like that. 
He never donated any money to anything that I know about. One associate in the technology world who has attended the same events as Epstein, including a TED conference in Monterey, California, was surprised that Gates had considered cultivating philanthropic ties with the late pedophile. The person told the Daily Beast on the condition of anonymity, quote, I can't make the claim that so many are claiming. Referring to people in Epstein's orbit who said that they had no suspicion of Epstein's abuse. If you ask Bill Gates, he'll say, oh, I had absolutely no idea he wasn't up to anything of the highest moral character, but I seriously doubted Epstein's moral character. The people around him had a varying spectrum of what they knew and what they didn't know and how they rationalized it. This person wasn't surprised that Melinda Gates was put off by Epstein, saying, quote, a lot of people were uncomfortable with Epstein, completely independent of his sexual misconduct. He was just an obnoxious guy. He almost made a point of having bad matters, not paying attention at dinner. I could see how anybody, even without suspicions, would not want to be around him. Still, Epstein had a superhuman ability as a social climber. The one-time colleague of the financier said, adding that the photos displayed of Epstein's mansion of former President Bill Clinton and Pope John Paul II were really obnoxious, especially if you're somebody like Melinda and hanging around with heads of state anyway. Then to have somebody do this endless name dropping. When we got up from the dinner table, he wouldn't just get up. He'd tell you he had a call with a president of some country. Epstein also reportedly had a habit of bragging that he was an unofficial advisor to Bill Gates, a claim that Microsoft founders' representatives denied. One Times report indicates Epstein claimed to be a tax consultant for the tech magnet. Tech magnet, excuse me. After his initial meeting with the financier, the billionaire philanthropist told Gates Foundation staff in an email his life's... So this is what Gates told the foundation staff in an email about Epstein. Quote, his life is very different and kind of intriguing, although it would not work for me. Asked about this message, a Gates spokeswoman said he was referring only to the unique decor at Epstein's Manhattan mansion and Epstein's habit of spontaneously bringing acquaintances in to meet Mr. Gates. Okay. I mean, buying that, that, that that lifestyle thing. Why would you comment that on it, on it in any way, but he doesn't say wasn't commenting to the press. He was just telling people in his staff in an email. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is out of, it's, it's kind of a vague statement. It's like that lifestyle, what lifestyle, you know, islands, the, I mean, there's, there's many things about the guy. Maybe, again, just playing devil's advocate. I don't know the truth here. Could be vague on purpose. Could be vague. Could be out of context. Uh, who the hell knows? All right. The rapport between Gates and Epstein seemed to have fizzled in the fall of 2014, sometime after Gates donated $2 million to MIT's Media Lab. The lab's former director, Joy Ito, in an internal email unearthed by The New Yorker, claimed Epstein facilitated that donation. As the Times investigation noted, Mr. Epstein complained to an acquaintance at the end of 2014 that Mr. Gates had stopped talking to him, according to a person familiar with the discussion. Gates wasn't Epstein's only link to Microsoft. Walker, a neurosurgeon who worked for the Gates Foundation from late 2005 to 2013, had known Epstein since 1992. She told the Times that she just graduated from college and Epstein had offered 
uh, to land her a modeling job at Victoria's Secret because he was an advisor to Les Wexner, the founder of the lingerie company. Walker once stayed in an Epstein-owned apartment in Manhattan while traveling to New York, and in 1998, she became the financier's science advisor. Within a few years, she moved to Seattle with her current partner, then-Microsoft executive Steve Sinofsky, and was hired by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There she met Nikolic, the Times reported ads, and introduced him to Epstein. So then this Nikolic guy who became the executor eventually... That was the link. She brought Nikolic over to Epstein. Nikolic told Bloomberg News that he was shocked to be named as successor executor in Epstein's will in a position that he quickly turned down. You're right, Frank. He did have to accept it. I was not consulted in these matters, and I have no intent to fulfill these duties whatsoever, he said in a statement released by his spokesperson in August of 2019. Okay, well, there you go. He turned it down. Yeah. said, yeah, I don't know why I would be, but no thanks. Little is known about Nikolic and Epstein's relationship, though Bloomberg reported the biotech venture capitalists insisted they had no financial ties. Meanwhile, Linda Stone, an ex-Microsoft VP, appears to have longer standing ties to Epstein and vouched for him at MIT. Ito was introduced to Epstein in February of 2013 by Linda Stone, a former member of the Media Labs Advisory Council. Uh, They met at a TED conference in Long Beach, California, said one report. He has a tainted past, but Linda assures me that he's awesome, Ito said in an email to three MIT staffers, according to the document. But in June 2013, when a lab assistant raised questions about Epstein's checkered past, Ito asked Stone for help in avoiding a potential backlash over Epstein's donations to the MIT Media Lab. In an email cited in the MIT report, Stone advised Ito that Epstein had given a tremendous amount of money to Harvard and other scientists, and it would be good to show that list. Focus on his funding Harvard scientists over the many years, Stone added, whose tenure at Microsoft lasted from 1993 to 2002. I mean, the the amount of people that are in this that... I could see why the, the, like this, why the case... Yeah. Like, like it take, why it takes forever. There's so much, there's so much involved. So many there, people, ins and outs, and who's connected where. And, right. Ugh. It's endless. Well, I won't. I mean, we're not going to go into all, you know, there's not there's a lot of fluff about other people and this and that. But basically, Melinda was furious after this original meeting and couldn't understand why they continue to have a relationship. Which and Bill Gates' response to that? Well, he hasn't responded to it. He just hasn't responded yet. I mean, sure, they had a couple of arguments in the well, bedroom. Well, Linda's on the it. record about all this. Well, he's on the Bill is on the record about being asked about his relationship. Right, but Melinda's on the record about being furious about all this. About no, the... this is coming from people that are close Sources. to Melinda, who okay. spoke to the to the the Beast there, the Daily Beast. Um, but here's the thing that I just can't get past. Okay. I understand. Not that I endorse it, but I understand millionaires hooking up with Epstein. You know, the guy that, that wants his investment fund as sick as it is, but the guy who goes, Oh, you know, this guy Epstein is making tons of money. And so these other millionaires who are all just batshit crazy, they're going, oh, can you make me money? 
And he goes, yeah, sure, I can make you money. Okay, I could turn your 50 million into 75 million. I could understand that. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I wouldn't do it, but I see it. I see the logic. I understand it. Bill Gates has more money than God, even at $56 billion. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is that when you're coming up and you're making it big and you're becoming rich and whatever, you probably have no choice but to run into the certain people. And Epstein was one of those people that was everywhere and involved in almost everything. Bill Gates, on the other hand, has the option to not work with anybody. He doesn't have to do anything with anybody if he didn't want to. He could, he's got more money than he'll ever know what to do with. And why even associate yourself with anybody else if, if there's the slightest bit of shade in the history? Exactly. When you look at the relationship between an up-and-coming millionaire and, and Epstein, you see what each brings to the table. Epstein know how to grow income, investment specialist, blah, 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 this and that. Millionaire wanting, you know, wanting to take advantage of that. Epstein having a chance to make more money off of this particular person. When you look at the dynamic in the relationship between Bill Gates and Epstein, what is Bill Gates getting from Epstein? What is Epstein bringing this to this relationship to Bill Gates that he doesn't already have? I can't accept the fact that he's this great philanthropic person and he can raise raise money and this. You don't need money. You don't need. Look, in the grand scheme well, of things, everybody's always going to try and get more philanthropy. It's always better, even if I donate all the money in the world, it's always better to have two or three more people involved carrying the message, raising awareness. Of course, always true. But you're Bill Gates. You don't need anybody else to do that certainly not a man who is as shady as this guy that you knew what you were getting into two years after he was arrested for being a pedophile. Yeah, no, that's, it's not, it's going to take a lot of tap dancing to talk your way out of this one. This is not, you know. Uh, no, seriously, Frank, the- like what, what, what was, if you're Gates, what is Epstein bringing to this relationship that you don't already have? What? No, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, what you were saying as you were reading it, it sounded like Epstein was saying that he, you know, consults and he does all this stuff that based on the description of Epstein's personality as being obnoxious and ridiculous and whatever, sounds like Epstein saying, like, you know, probably said, oh, you should uh, turn your computer off and on. I I consider myself a, a Microsoft consultant, you know, that. But could have just did that. And that's could have been one of those things where it makes him seem closer than he is. Well, that's the thing. Devil's advocate. That, but that's the thing, though. If you're if you're Gates, don't you think you're pretty guarded against people? Yeah, you should be able to that are you, people out of your lives. Right. And, and around. when you look at this power dynamic between Epstein and Gates, Epstein's the only one that has something to gain by going around and telling everybody I'm working on Bill Gates stuff. Me and Gates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is Bill Gates getting out of this? I do not know. The only thing I could imagine on a good, uh, in a positive way. Throw it out there. I'm dying to know. Maybe PR, like, 
not not he has bad PR, Epstein. But I'm talking about like connections with whoever Bill Gates doesn't have connections with. What I can't, you know, as I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know you're trying to. Because, I just, yeah, I get but, it. Yeah, I, I can't see a good way out of this. I don't. Like again, like like the like the Clinton people, the people that were going over to Bill Clinton, going, "What are you doing associating with Clinton? Like you got to stop this." You're telling me that Gates didn't have somebody like that going. What especially the where are we especially going? After 2011 or whatever. Yeah. 20, yeah. Who didn't and look that, at that meeting on the itinerary and go, "Well, this can't be right. This nope. says we're going to a pedophile's house. This this can't be like." And I understand. Like again. If you're, if I got 50 million in the bank and I'm passionate about cancer research and they tell me this guy can raise money and he's got a network like you wouldn't believe, by the way, he was arrested for pedophilia. Again, I'm not saying it's right, but I understand the rationale of somebody who's got 50 million in the bank going, well, if this guy can help us get a ton more money for cancer research and he's served this time, yeah. I'll take a meeting with him. I could understand it. I'm not saying it's good, but I can yeah, understand I mean, it. I know. You've got $56 billion. Dollars. What are you doing in there? You don't need to be there. He for what? He really doesn't. He doesn't. And I think we I think we hit the nail on the head. I think there's no way. I mean, we unless he comes out with some statement that, that justifies all this, I can't. I can't see it. I can't imagine what it would be. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. I all can't right. imagine what he would offer that Bill Gates can't get on his own. That he can't get on his own. Networking. My, do you you need you need no. Epstein to introduce you to JP yeah. Morgan? You're Bill fucking Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates could pick up the phone and talk to whoever the hell he wants. He could buy JP Morgan if he fucking wants to. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Does not look good. Not you know, at maybe, all. Just trying to be devil's advocate. Like, well, maybe, 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 but this doesn't look good. This is not a good situation for, you know, look for Gates in any way. Again, we'll have to wait till more comes out, but I don't see how this resolves. So are we being killed by a Chinese uh, thing falling out of the sky? I can't even get, I got one more thing to share with you because this, oh, God. this is stuck out in my head. And I have to. I have this, is, to this is a this is a journey we're on here. Yeah, this is the last you know. thing, and it doesn't yeah. look good for Gates. Um, and I, I briefly referred to this, but I'm gonna fill it in the way it was said in the New York Times. Mr. Epstein and Mr. Gates met met face to face on the evening of January 31st, 2011, at Epstein's townhouse in the Upper East Side. They were joined by Dr. Eva Anderson Dubin. A former Miss like Doctor Evil for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. A former Miss Sweden, whom Mr. Epstein once dated, and her fifteen-year-old daughter. Okay. The gathering started at eight and lasted several hours, according to Miss Arnold, Mr. Gates's spokeswoman. Mr. Epstein subsequently boasted about the meeting in emails to friends and associates, saying, quote, Bill's great, in one email that was reviewed by the Times. Mr. Gates, in turn, praised Mr. Epstein's charm and intelligence, emailing colleagues the next day, quote, 
a very attractive Swedish woman and her daughter dropped by, and I ended up staying there quite late. That does not look good. Doesn't sound good. You want to go, well, maybe nothing happened, but who the hell knows? You can't. I mean, the only people that know, I guess, would be the four people. Yeah. And I'm sure assistants, whoever's there. Yeah. Now, I, st I still don't think this guy is out to depopulate the world. I think he's... Eh, I'm I starting think to he, flip. Maybe he is. I think he actually has good intentions on... I, I, I honestly feel the same way he's tackling... The same way he tackled computers and developed an operating... Basically laid out the groundwork, stole some of it, laid out some of it. Basically, the way he put it all together is kind of how we do uh, business today. Like everything we do, including this show, really wouldn't be possible without Bill Gates because he kind of built the personal computer as as we know it. Him and Apple and who stole from Xerox and whatever. Okay, okay. But that's basically what it is. And the same way he looked at what was happening and in his crazy, super intelligent mind, developed the way, figured out the roadmap on how and and how we were going to do it. I feel like he thinks the same way about vaccines and people. I really think that he wants to help people have less people die, have more people be healthy, especially in third world developing countries where their medical is awful. I really feel like that's a part of him and he really wants to do. And I feel like I also feel like as nice as that sounds, he looks at it the same way fixing computers and making a roadmap for how they're going to work and taking that and applying it. It's the same thing in his brain. I think, I just think that's how he, he tackles what the world. If it comes out, what if it comes out that he and Epstein were like the same kind of person? Well, but that, but I'm saying, I, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think you can be right, but that great, you, but do you, but I also think that if you have your own personal demons and what you like to do, when you're off the it's clock, like, it's like Bill Cosby, you know, right. He's been a great comedian, but I can't can't watch any of his crap anymore. You cannot deny that he is absolutely hysterical and one of the most genius comedy minds on the planet. Nothing he's done outside will ever affect what he did. But we feel different about it because he's a piece of garbage. But it, you can't unsell all those comedy albums. You can't unsell all those the, the years that he dominated television. You can't. None yeah, of that can be changed. Tainted and, and terrible. You know. There, it's tainted. It's definitely tainted, but it's not erased. He did all those things. He was one of the great comedians of all time. It's just that he was a huge piece of shit. Like one's not mutually exclusive. You know? Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to to lift someone up with one hand and then yeah. You know, it's like it's while, like while I'm, while they're, they're an absolute creep. I'm sure there's a doctor out there, maybe a surgeon, whatever, saving people's lives, goes home and beats his wife. Piece of shit. You know, he's got he's a great surgeon, but he's a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. I think I think Gates. I don't think he's a world ender. I don't think he's a, you know, deep. He's not Thanos. But. You read this and you kind of get the feeling like maybe it could be maybe, a giant piece of shit. Maybe homeboy's got some demons. Maybe he's got some things. And now listen, is he a pedophile? 
Does it look good for him? Mm -mm, not really. Maybe Epstein. I, I, I have a hard time. If I'm going to sugarcoat this at all, which I don't need to. Fuck Gates. I don't give a shit. I don't care. But if I'm going to sugarcoat this at all, like best case scenario, it just wasn't with an underage girl. I feel like Epstein probably had some chicks. You know, got the little nerdy guy laid and whatever, maybe through some rock, maybe got him three women at once or whatever the fuck it was. That was the thing. And that's what that's what was the that's because you have to think what what was Epstein bringing to the table? It had to be something. It couldn't be nothing. You know, and of course, obviously, worst case scenario, it wasn't a woman. It was a young girl. But, you know, that's that's what I think. That's about the worst case. Yeah. Which, again, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know, nor are we sure it's even going to matter because we all might not make it past the weekend, Frankie C. Cause... Well, it depends. I mean, apparently this thing <laughs> well, right so, now it's well, hurtling a, towards Earth. A lot of us are going to make it. Some of us aren't. It depends on where this unlucky lottery lands. I mean, the, the odds of it hitting water are greater than land. I, <laughs> what I don't understand, what I don't understand is we could track, you know, an asteroid that's light years away and know that it's heading towards wherever and it's going to miss us by a few miles but we can't tell where this thing's going to land it's not like it's it's going like this it's probably just well, we can't tell where that's going to hit yeah but they well the the it says you know and the article says um let me give you the title of the article here Heads up, uh, a used Chinese rocket is tumbling back to Earth this weekend. I mean, we can't just blast it out of the sky? No, this isn't fucking Armageddon, man. We don't have that shit. It's not real. We, we can't fire a missile at this thing? You know what happened? You and the rest of your stupid Democrat fen fr uh, friends voted go. out the only president that could have developed Star Wars uh, defense for us here. I'm sure. Space I'm sure Force. He had it all up here. And he was just waiting to unveil it, like his health plan that was coming right after the election. He was going to say, yeah, I got it. But he was still president and said, nah, I got nothing. So anyway, yeah, there he is. Sleepy Joe will never shoot this. I would have had it. Wait, my face is off. Hold on. I would have had it. We were developing Space Force. We were building a wall. We were putting rockets on top so we could shoot down any sort of space debris that we possibly needed. Will you shut up? Will you just shut up? See, I think here's here's let's get down let's get down to business here. Here's here's what we're gonna do. All right, when this guy stops talking, we're gonna we're gonna I, take this chair. I don't even know what he's saying. I, I can't gonna, see his eyes. He might be sleeping. Take, I don't know. We're gonna take this Chinese dragon. We're gonna we're not gonna build a wall. We're gonna just shoot it out of the sky. That's it. <laughs> it's gonna be over. No more. If Sleepy Joe didn't stop the building of the wall, we would have had rockets on top. We would have been to shoot everything down. We would have had Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck there. They would have handled everything. That's a bunch of malarkey. I can't even. I don't know. What, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I, with my plan, we put we just throw a rocket up there. As long as it's a green rocket, doesn't run on coal. We didn't have to. We didn't have to do any fracking to build this thing. Telling we, you, we can knock this thing out of the sky. End of story. We got to get you a white wig, Frank, to complete the ensemble. Do have to get me a white wig. Was that a good impression? I don't even know. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Right. Listen, when you're sitting next to me, everything is a good impression. Okay. That's true. <laughs> 
So this thing, it's like, uh, what, 30 tons this thing weighs, something like that? By the way, if you go to Google Chinese Rocket, you know how Google autofills? Sure. It literally autofills to Chinese Rocket near me. <laughs> Chinese Rocket colon, am I going to die? Am I dying this weekend? That's basically what all people really want to know. I mean, I it boggles my mind that we don't know where this thing's going to land. We know... Where everything's gonna land almost all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not again. It's not like this thing's out of control, whooshing around, going in a million different directions. Yeah, but I, I it's mean, just floating. I guess, I guess the, um, I guess the the Earth is moving. So I guess whenever it comes in, yeah, is yeah. Gonna... math. You got NASA that I can figure out where it's gonna be, at where the Earth, you know, as it's rotating, where this thing's gonna going to hit at what time the speed it's coming in the angle all this crap that they know how to calculate that i wouldn't even know where to begin but they know how to calculate all this stuff you're telling me they can't it's it's they could probably see it if they if they look with a a, a grade school telescope they could probably see this thing hurtling out of the sky they can't say where it's going to land this thing isn't this isn't out by saturn or jupiter this thing is around our earth you know it's not like why why can't we pinpoint where this is going to land? I mean, I'm sure they have estimates. Uh, it's 10 stories. Give me an estimate. It's 10 stories tall, twice as heavy as a school bus. And uh, it is uh, supposedly going to crash back into Earth this weekend, but nobody knows where. It's a piece of a rocket launched by China in late April. It's expected to re-enter Earth's atmosphere sometime late Saturday or early Sunday, according to experts. Not really sure. I'm sorry, but this has been a we've had a little bit of a bad run with China, okay? Between between the the virus and now this, what the fuck is going on over there? I feel like we need to take Get away something shit. for a little take while. Out. I don't know, but this I mean, here's the thing, when my son does something bad twice in a row, I punish him somehow. He is there's some sort of punishment. And by the way, crazy Q people, I'm not uh, advocating uh, violence towards Asian people. No. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking no, no, about no, no. China, the government. Like, yeah, but this is you know, stuff falls out of the sky all the time, like the satellite, all, all this stuff. It happens. But I feel like we should, as smart as we are, we should know where it's going to land. At least, I'm fine with an estimate. If they say it's going to land on this continent. I'm fine with that. Just let me know. <laughs> or if it's going to land in this ocean, again, at least give me something. The only thing they can give me, it's it's going to hit Earth. I'm just worried. I mean, I guess it's not big enough, though. But, like, it, if we get hit with something, doesn't that, not going to mess some shit up? Like, are we going to move a little bit? Or what? what's the... No. I mean, something that big. What is that? Uh, Ten stories. Depending on the speed it's going and what it hits. I don't think, I mean... It's not an asteroid that's moving at 10,000 miles an hour. This is something that's probably moving at, you know, a few hundred miles an hour. And it's, yeah. if, it, if it hits the ground, it'll, you know, cause a, you know, a small crater or something. Or if it hits the water, it'll, I don't think it'll cause a big tidal wave. It'll probably, you know, smack up and knock a whale out of his, uh, out of his mind. There's a, but I don't know what the hell, I don't know why up. we wouldn't know. It'll fuck a whale up. Uh, California-based Aerospace Corporation puts the chance of uh, it hitting, um, let me see here, it hitting water at 75%. Well, 
Oh, I could have said that. Great, great job, guys. It'll also likely burn up, they say, but the rest could hit the ground or water. Um, Good. Thanks. I could have said that too. Experts are saying this is part of a bigger problem that's only going to get worse as countries launch more rockets that could either cause damage by crashing back to Earth or collide and create a cloud of space debris that could imperil other satellites or astronauts. So stop putting shit in the Earth, in, the, in space. Stop. That's the thing. I get it. Put put stuff all you want in space, but control it Yeah. and know how it, if, if and when it's coming down. Yeah. This is that's one of those... This is one of those moments where we got to forget borders and country and just act as one thing because if we're all putting our I own wish, crap man. up there, yeah, it's not going to be good. It would be great if we could all just come together and be like, all right, we, got, we have a universal problem we got to solve here. Yeah. You know, it's Operation you know, Zamboni, the, uh, the, the space debris. Yeah, exactly. Like, when you have a block party... Aren't there some neighbors where you're like, they, they're not going to be able to handle it. This is not going to be, we, they can't, they shouldn't come. They can't handle, like there's certain neighbors of mine that I wouldn't trust to successfully pull off their portion of a block party. It's the, the same thing with countries and sending shit up into outer space. There's somewhere you just got to go, uh-uh, I don't think so. Not you. You are not allowed to do any of this. I mean, show me that you can, you know. Successfully put it up there. Yeah. And successfully bring it down. Yeah. And we'll and then we'll talk. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this, but Elon Musk is maybe one of the smartest people we've ever had, and that motherfucker blows up a rocket every three weeks. Okay. It's, it's yeah. just. I'm not getting on his rocket anytime soon. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't um, understand, man. I, I, again, that'll that'll boggle my mind. I think we could we could track an asteroid light years away, but this thing we don't know where it's gonna hit. I don't want to close my don't, eyes. Doesn't it seem like every couple of months we have an asteroid that missed the, they tell us, oh, an asteroid's going to go by the Earth. It's going to miss us by 200 miles. Yeah, I know. We're like, holy crap. I know. And they could tell us that like a week in advance or however long in advance, but they can't tell us where this thing's going to land. How does that happen? Like, we've got incredible odds that nothing has hit us yet. I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know? That's kind of. hits us, but it's small. I guess so. You know, don't you think that that's going to kind of like it's egotistical to think it's going to run to catch up to us. It's going to catch up to us during our life, but it's going to catch up to us at some point. I mean, I mean, we got an asteroid belt right outside of Mars. All it takes is one rock to go and knock another one towards us. I know. It's like, well, mm, that's it. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Life as we know it could cease to exist because of like Frank just said, (laughs) just a little. Oh. Those two things hit each other, yeah. and now we're all done. I'm not, I'm not an astronomer. I don't know if that's how accurate what I just said is. Yeah. But I'm imagining the asteroid belt and all these things just bouncing off each other and everything. And I'm sure there's something holding them in place there, some kind of field. However, I picture one of them just going a little faster and knocking one out of the asteroid field. And it could be the littlest, just a little pull shot. Like that old Seinfeld bit. Oh, they could miss. They could miss. Oh, world. they hit dead. Never heard. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, 
If you're a uh, Adam Sandler fan, you're going to love this mug right here. The I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul mug. We have these in t-shirts as well. It is available. Look at that Anthony on Air logo on the other side. Available in the Anthony on Air store. ShopAnthonyOnAir.com. That's ShopAnthonyOnAir.com. Quality products, people. Wonderful products. If you buy or purchase uh, some merch from the store, it, of course, goes to help us uh, fund the podcast here. So... Uh, anything that you do give is uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Absolutely. Jake, so Logan Paul, the YouTube guy, Logan Paul. I get those two confused. I don't know who does what. So do I. In fact, when I saw this story, I'm like, oh, they got it wrong because Logan Paul's fighting. Actually, Wasn't I, he the boxer? They're who, both. The bo they're oh, both. That, but Logan Paul help. hasn't won a fight yet. Jake Paul's 3-0. and So if you really want to know the truth, when they announced the fight i thought oh wait don't they mean jake paul is fighting floyd mayweather like he's the better one to fight and it's logan paul that's fighting uh, so wait logan paul's not good what which one's the, the better one now the i'm confused fighter? i even i just confused myself <laughs> Lo jake paul is the better one he's the one that's fighting mayweather he's no logan paul's fighting mayweather oh that's not that's not gonna go well. it would have to be your paul um right <laughs> we have to put that on the shirt we have to use it would have to be your bull we have to form it into something that's our own mm. um anyway logan paul's fighting floyd mayweather jake paul decides that he's gonna go up to floyd mayweather and talk smack winds up stealing his hat from him snatching it right off his head as they're like Face-to-face, -face, talking yeah. trash. Yeah. Face-to-face, -face, talking trash, grabs it, runs, but I'm pretty sure he got popped right in the eye. Well, well take a, a professional fighter's hat <laughs> while you're talking trash. Yeah. The guy fights, for, throws punches for a living. But it was all... Mess, you don't want to piss him off. It was all completely planned. Like, he, he whispered, I'm not... I'm not going to play the audio, but this is Jake Paul whispering into his TikTok, and he's about to steal his hat. He goes up to Floyd, takes his hat and says, gotcha hat, and runs away. And Floyd, you see, goes right after him, and then just chaos ensues. And he got a shot, and I think he caught him because he had a black eye afterwards. Those glasses. Those are weird glasses. But... But it made me go, it made me go from, when I saw it, it made me go from not caring at all to, I'm definitely going to order this fight now. Are you really? Yeah, because I'll I- I'll watch the recap. I'll watch the, the highlights later on. And by the way, like, here's a, here's a screenshot of Floyd afterwards. He was pissed. He was yeah, pissed I, off. You make him look, you know, you don't do that. You don't make someone look stupid. Like, and why were they even face to face? What was that? Was it like- he just went up to him he's and he's like, him. he's like, my brother's going to mess you. He was just trash talking him. They just so, happened to be in the same place, same time. Well, yeah, he was. They, they, oh, they were. I'm sorry. I'm missing a huge part of the story. They were at the stadium where they're going to fight for the weigh in. Oh, or, the way. or, okay. or for the promo. They were or the, whatever, whatever oh. the hell it was. Promo weigh. I don't okay. know. What it was. But they were there for an event. And then he, he pulled this off. And then, by the way, subsequently, just uh, a day later, started selling. Uh, gotcha hats on his store. Oh my god! Of course, that's probably gonna make him another couple mil. Yeah, <laughs> these Paul brothers—they know how to. Hey, 
cause controversy and move some product to go along with it. it. Yeah. Proceeds should go to Mayweather. Yeah, I'm actually I'm kind of I'm looking forward to this because uh, Logan Paul is a bigger dude. He's bigger than Floyd Mayweather and Floyd's not really. This is weird to say a brawler. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, a well, they're not gonna be brawling. They're gonna be boxing. He, yeah, he's a very technical. He loves to avoid punches. A lot of his fights go the distance. He's knocked guys out. You know, he's a good fighter, but he's not really like a get in there and mix up some punches and and and. Bra- I don't know if he's ever fought a guy as big and with an arm reach as Logan Paul. Hey, if, listen. If he has, if it wasn't Rocky memorable. Could, if Rocky could beat Drago, there you go. Possible. All his boxing knowledge, folks comes from the rocky films <laughs> i actually watched live the tyson where you know holy field i remember watching that live with my dad where he bit his ear mm-hmm. and that was uh, that's like the only boxing match i remember vividly anything else <laughs> comes from the movies believe it or not boxing actually puts me to sleep I can't. Yeah, I could believe that. I can't stay. It, like, unless it's really super exciting and I'm out at a, at a bar when we used to do those things, you know. I, I, if I'm at home and I'm like, oh, I want to see this this fight, I'll put it on. If I'm by myself, like my wife says, I'll fall right asleep. I don't know what it is. I can't. What's more exciting? Boxing or regular season baseball? For me, regular season baseball. They're both incredibly boring, though, to your point. Yeah. They're both really great. No kid, offense to the baseball fans, but whew. I love the Mets, but it's uh, you know that's Unless a, I'm there. You know, I'm, I can't watch it on TV. I can't. I was just gonna say that. That's the thing where, like, when you're there, it's trillion times better than when you're not. And I'm sure the same with boxing. I've never seen a live boxing match. Yeah, I'm sure it's much more exciting in person. My five year old started t-ball. You know, as you know. And I'm try- I keep putting the Mets on to try and get him to watch so he could like learn and see. I don't. I out of like 20 attempts, I still don't think the kid has seen a pitch. He no, just- what you have to get, what you have to show him, is like, um, what's the um, like the Disney baseball, like Sandlot stuff like that. You got to show. Him. Oh, good idea. Get him into that stuff first. What I really yeah. need is Spider-Man and Iron Man to start a baseball game. That's in cartoon form. That's kind of what I, I like. It. I'm sure there was an episode somewhere. All right. But I'm telling you, Sandlot, or what's that one where he throws really fast? Oh, I, God, I love that movie. The Rookie. The Rookie, yeah. Is it The Rookie? Rookie of the Year. Rookie, rookie of the, the year, year, maybe? No, it's mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. The Rookie, I think, is uh, Randy Quaid's younger brother. <laughs> right. Dennis? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the no, family. but he's he's Randy Quaid's younger brother at this point. That's true. Nowadays, um, Elon Musk and the Doge Father. I don't know if you remember this, Frankie C, but there was a bunch of episodes ago where uh, AMC was going crazy on the stock market, and I decided to buy into the hype, mm-hmm. and I did it live on this show. So wait a minute. Are you the Doge Father, or is Elon Musk the Doge Father? Elon Musk is the Doge Father. Okay, continue. But here's what happened. I bought, I don't even know what I bought. I don't think I bought GameStop. I bought, GameStop was the the big trending one, but also AMC to a lesser degree. I bought a bunch of AMC. I lost a lot of money. (laughs) It did not work out. That was all BS. But 
I took whatever money I had left. I didn't lose a lot of money, but I lost a good amount. I took whatever money I had left and I put it because I already put it on the stupid Robin Hood app, which sucks. And I started buying other stuff. And along with actually your brother right. and Janine's brother, the mm -hmm. brothers of the co-hosts uh, got me into this. They started talking about this Dogecoin, which is a cryptocurrency, right. which was started as a joke. So everybody was going crazy over Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these things. And so this Dogecoin starts as a joke. Elon tweets about it. I think we subsequently talked about that, too, on the podcast, about how he started driving the price up just because he was tweeting about it. Cool. Around the time that he was uh, tweeting and talking about it, Dogecoin, a Dogecoin was worth five cents. At the time of our broadcast here this evening, it is bouncing around between 69 and 70 cents. 68, 70, it's bouncing around by, by that. Nice. Your old pal aunt bought in at five cents. I also bought in again at 31 cents. So either, however, wait, because so if you average it out, it's around 26 cents or whatever it is at my average coin. That's what I paid for it. Um, at 68 cents, your old pal aunt is doing very well. And I took other money around and I spread that around to some other coins for full disclosure. So everybody knows what I'm holding right now. I'm holding Dogecoin, XRP, uh, Ethereum classic and Ethereum and also amp and doing extraordinarily well with the cryptocurrency. I am not a financial advisor. Yeah. Don't, I mean, this could all tank tomorrow for all he knows. Well, but it's interesting that you say that because the reason why I bring this up is, the coin, it, so Dogecoin itself started on this crazy trajectory because if you look at the beginning of the week, it was worth 35 cents at the beginning of this week. And now it's practically double that. And the reason why is because Elon is hosting Saturday Night Live tomorrow night, Saturday night, and people think he's going to do a... Uh, skit on doge now i'm sitting here and i'm waiting because and i've been talking to talk to your brother talk to nick talk to somebody i know somebody else i know that's big into cryptocurrency and this is my theory i am not a financial advisor just again putting that out there i think if he does a bit i think either way the coin's going to go up now people are saying it's going to go to a dollar again this started as a joke frank nobody ever thought it was going to hit five cents 10 cents. Now we're circulating. A this is useless. You can't do anything with this coin. Bitcoin, you could buy some stuff with. You could buy a Tesla. You could so, buy whatever. There's companies no, that accept could, Bitcoin. Right. But what? All right. So let's say you made you made. So if it's useless, then what's the, what's the point? Why would you care? It's not useless, right? It makes you money. It's making me money, but I can't do it. You can't go anywhere and buy a Dogecoin with it. See, other cryptocurrencies you can do stuff with. We talk about all those NFTs. Remember the stuff that you hate? Yeah, but you could just sell it, right? Right, but those things are built on Ethereum. The technology that Ethereum, the Ethereum coin is, is what NFTs are built on. This other one, AMP, that I'm into, it's a cryptocurrency, but basically what it is is it's for retailers because when a re if you buy something from... Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, 
right? And and they get they get the money. It's in the store or the credit card or whatever. It's accepted here. They have to move that money to home base or whatever whatever it is. And then the dollar fluctuates. The value of the dollar fluctuates. Or let's say it's a you know a big. Like, let's say you bought it. Somebody in Italy bought something, right? You know what I'm saying? So the exchange rate, how it works, is you you tend if they technically made ten dollars, right? Because if somebody's purchased from somewhere else, by the time they transfer the money around and the exchange rate and everything, they could wind up walking away with like $8.50. Yeah, so this is worth the same, but that doesn't make sense either. So here's here's why this is worth the same, because if you buy it and they convert it to AMP, they can instantly transfer it. It moves faster than traditional currency because of the technology that it's built on. So then you can swipe it back into regular money and you're not losing as much. Yeah, but it's worth, it still has to go through whatever exchange rate. Like if it's, if it's worth a dollar, it might not be worth the same in you know, Canada. It's going to be, you know. But, the, but moving money in the traditional exchange rate way takes like three days with cryptocurrency like that. Yeah can't argue with it so that's what this amp coin all these coins are have other uses dogecoin no other use completely no other use which is why this thing is going to fail in my heart of hearts this thing is not going to be worth anything you know eventually i think it's all going to fall apart and i think there's a lot of people like me average people that are waiting for this thing to hit a dollar so we can sell it and make make our profit that thing's just gonna and it's gonna just tank but i keep saying if he does a cryptocurrency bit, if he does a Dogecoin bit and it's good and it gets it catches fire on the internet, goes viral, you might well, you might get a couple more days out of this where God knows where this thing could wind up because I know about it. You have no idea. I'm telling you about it right now. People are watching and listening. They don't know what the fuck it is. They'll look it up for the first time and they'll go, oh, I'll put $500 on this or I'll put 50 bucks on this and see what happens. And they're buying on it now. And that's what everybody is banking on, that more and more people are going to catch on to it and then buy it. And the people that were in on it from the beginning, <clears throat> pyramid scheme, they're going to be able to cash out and make a ton of money. So, But this is a legal pyramid scheme for basically, some reason. Basically. Somehow. Pretty much. So that's what everybody's waiting for well, tomorrow. good luck, sir. Um, by the way, if you want to buy Dogecoin, again, I own it, so it... But it's not like I could drive the price up that much. Only on the Robinhood app, and I think eToro is the only two places where you can actually uh, purchase it. I'm putting all my money in Miley Bucks. There you go. Uh, Matthew Perry was on this Raya. We talked about this the other day with Ben Affleck when the girl right. matched with Ben Affleck, then unmatched, and then he called her out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Matthew Perry hooks up. Uh, they get that match going with this girl. And she's like, I'm 19. And he's like, cool, he's cool. he's like 54 or something. Right? Yeah, you want to move this over to FaceTime? And she's like, what the fuck? Is she? I'm like, you know. And so she did it. She said that he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't creepy at all, you know. Uh, but the mere fact that she made it apparent that she was 19 and he wanted to continue to explore the relationship. It's kind of creepy. It's not Epstein creepy. No, but, but it ain't still, great. It's not great, right? I mean, that's. I mean, it's all. It's they're both adults, but still, 
still so that's, that's too that's no good no. it's like just because you're teetering on the right side of this on the law doesn't mean that it's still, still it, it's it's still sleazy yeah so now the girl publicized it you know she said she put it out on tiktok and everything and of course it caught and went super viral and raya kicked her out because it violated their terms of service oh man so now is that is that video of of him it's out there yeah it's it. out there you could see them on FaceTime talking. Yikes. So not a good look for Matthew Perry. Not a great look. Not a great look for Matthew Perry. What's, what's going on with him anyway? Yeah. I mean, maybe she, this is all probably just to promote the friends reunion. Probably. She <laughs> said that she did it because she wanted to show how creepy Hollywood people are. And I think she kind of illustrated the point. And people are kind of backlashing against her, but you know. Not I, all Hollywood people, but I'm sure yeah, I don't see. I, I think she was right to do what she did. She, she wasn't wrong. I don't think she was wrong. You know, um, I but I hate that people are lumping Ben Affleck and her and and Matthew Perry together. I don't think what Ben Affleck did was creepy. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't spread that around, right? She did. The girl did. The, but the yeah, girl did. Well, yeah, because he sent her the DM. He DM'd her the video of him saying, "Why'd you unmatch? It was really me." Because she was like. I, this ain't really him. It, so that, to me, that's more of a, he was making, like how hilarious would it be yeah. if I sent her a video and be like, ha ha, it really was me. That's funny. Could've, that's not. That could have been 100% innocent. Yeah, that's not what Matthew Perry did. He's like, oh, you want to FaceTime? But I'm 19. Okay, you want to FaceTime? That's so different, you know? Mm. Um, Pam and Tommy Lee, Frankie C, you got the pictures on this? They got cast, they got, we have cast for the biopic? Yeah, now the biopic is called Pam and Tommy. And uh, the cast now, I think she looks like she looks like uh, like Pam Pamela Anderson. Mm. Um, I don't think he looks like Tommy at all. It's um, Sebastian Stan um, and Lily James. Now Sebastian Stan, people might know as Sebastian. Winter I like Soldier. when he does all that Italian uh, humor on his stand-up comedy specials. Those are really good. Different, different Sebastian. Really. But, uh, you're an idiot. You're saying two people with the name Sebastian made it Exist. famous? Yeah, I don't know how. I would have lost money on that. But the guy who uh, is the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Universe, and he's also... Oh, people, I know I, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are eyeing him to... Like, the fans want him to play a young Luke Skywalker in, in the Star Wars universe. Because he, he does look like Mark Hamill, a young Mark Hamill. Um... So they did a they took a picture. So here's let me see, let me get the, a good picture of them. So there was a famous photo of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Um Pamela Anderson biting Tommy Lee's nipple ring, I guess. Mm -hmm. So this is the actors. This is Sebastian Stan and Lily James. Wow, you're right. She really looks like her and he looks nothing like him. So they did like yeah, that's that was a promotional photo or whatever. Now they did a side by side. So here's the promotional photo. Yeah. And there's the original. Oh wow. I mean they're doing the same things, but if you look if you look at Tommy Lee here, he does not look like Sebastian Stan, I do not think. Yeah, he might have the tattoos and whatever, but the face. Does not match up, I don't think. No, not at all. It doesn't. That's not a good look. No, 
He looks but, like Bucky know. from The Winter Soldier. Was that a thing? That's all I'm saying. Bucky, yeah. Um, finally, Frankie C, the sink thingy. Now, what is the problem with the sink thing? Little controversy here. Your old pal Ant screwed up, and I should know better because I was raised in the radio business, and my first entry was the contest guy, basically. Yeah, Yeah. I was the guy who handled the contesting. When I said we were going to give away the sink thing, I didn't put any terms or conditions on it, and we've learned our lesson here at Anthony on Air. We will will do that from now on. By the way, the person who won it was very nice. DJ, whatever his name was, I or her name, I don't even know. Um, quite lovely. She very very excited about it. Um, really thrilled. But I want to ask you a question before I get to the point here. How much did you pay for the sink thingy? Oh. You, now, for those of you who don't know, Frank bought this stupid sink thing that holds soap and stuff. Sponges. <laughs> The sponges and soap on his sink. So stupid. It's like a sink caddy. It's it, it's an expandable Shut up. little tray. Stop, stop that it. That goes on the side of the sink and holds all the things. He bought this stupid thing and it came with a, a second one. It was like a buy one, get one free deal. And we okay. found it so hilarious. If I think of it, we'll put the link in the cards for the YouTube people. I found it so hilarious. And he was Frank was very generous to give it away. He's like, I'll give this away. And people were going crazy for it. We gave it to someone. They never claimed it. I was like, I still have this stupid thing. Let's give it away. We gave it away again. Somebody claimed it. We worked it all out. But I want to know, it was a buy one, get one free deal. But how much did you pay for the sink thingy? Oh, I don't remember the exact amount. But I would guess the, maybe f- Either ten or fourteen ninety nine, something like that. Ten or fourteen ninety nine. Something in that area. I can't remember the exact price. <laughs> Why? Okay. When I tell you, it costs the show. Oh, the shipping. Double to ship this freaking thing. How is that possible? <laughs> because the person who won lives in the UK, so we had to oh. ship it to the UK. So I go to Cuddles, I go, I go, can you ship, can you send this out to this person? They I got the address to her. She goes, no problem. She texts me. She goes, I'm at the post office. You wouldn't believe. Do you want to tell people what it, what it, you don't have to come on camera if you don't want to. I'll move the, t- tell the story. It was, it, oh God, I hate going to the post office. I really, really do. Okay. I'm sorry. Hi, post office people. But we, first we had to ring the bell because there was no one at it. And I have our young daughter with us. And she, the second we walked in, she was like, um, are you done yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't even, and I had the box, but they were like, you're going to ship it like that. And I'm like, why? I got to put it in another box. So I had to buy like an envelope, a padded kind of envelope to send it. And then... They're they're not like it like the U.S. Like there's no like town and then state and zip code, and then I didn't really have the person's name. I had their email, so I split their email up because it looked like initials and a last name. So I really don't know if this person's really ever going oh, to get God. it. <laughs> um, but I put their email on it and the guy's like, you just got to put it there. And I'm like, but what does L3 stand for? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, but you work for the post office. Shouldn't you know where? Like, I, I, it was a hot mess. Then you have to buy another box. And then I had, I had to buy a box to put the box in. 
And then well, what about the? You said there was an envelope. You were I bought like envelope. an envelope, a padded envelope. No, thing. well, because she gets to the thing and 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 the guy she shows the sink thing, which you remember how ridiculous the box was, and the guy goes, "You're gonna ship it in that." Yeah, and I'm like, okay. A couple pieces of tape, that'll hold. I know, like, come on. So I put it into like this bubble wrapped thing that I'm like, oh my God, it's not gonna fit because it's like, you know, like cubed. It's like a square. Didn't really fit. I just like, and then I asked him if he could put tape. He told me no. And I'm like, okay, great. This is really not gonna get to the UK. And then like, we live in like Manorville, New York. They, this person lives, it's got like two names and then like an L3 or an L2 or, and then UK. And I'm like, is that like the zip code? And the guy, he's like, I don't know. Well, what, what do you know? Well, I was he knows there the for American like, system. Yeah, but like, don't people ship international at all? Am I the only person that did it for me? Well, it's the U.S. Postal Service. I'm sure shipping internationally. What would you, besides the Postal Service, where would you? Go. I have no, I have no idea. I was there. It was I, I never want. I oh god. And then Cecilia's like, "Are you done yet?" Through the whole thing. And then she's like, "I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna. Buy, I'm like, stop touching everything." It was it was hard. I hope the person gets it. I have the tracking. It may take a month or two, but oh it's going on like donkey. I was like the cheapest. Way. We basically message in a bottle that we threw it in the we ocean. We did message in a bottle 100%. Like, and just throw it in the ocean. And yeah. It, it, hopefully hoping, it gets to you. Hope I'm hoping the current takes it to the UK. <laughs> I see. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck message in a bottle. Yeah. Hoping. Hoping it worked. I don't know, but. Right. Thank you. Never again. Thank you, Cuddles. Appreciate well, that. The sink thingy is on its merry way. Yeah. To the UK. She's like, it's going to be expensive. How do you want to ship it? And she didn't even get to the prices. She texts me. She goes, it's going to be expensive. How do you want to ship it? I go the cheapest way possible. Yeah. She goes, what if it takes a long time? I go, who gives a shit? It's free. It's a sink thing. Yeah. A it's a piece of plastic in a box. <laughs> Why would that take a... uh, the one that I they shipped it to me from China? They like... shipped it to you from China and we end up shipping it halfway back. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. And they, she, my de- wife was just saying they asked her if there was liquid in here. She's like, no. She's like, there's, there's liquid in my husband's brain, but not in the box. <laughs> not in the box. <laughs> there's no metal either. It might say metal on the outside. Yeah. Remember all the mis- the misspellings yes. and shit that were on the outside of the Yes, box. I do. Oh, my goodness. That was goodness. a wonderful day. So, well, listen. good luck. I'm not saying that our friends in the UK... Uh, are not going to be eligible for contests in the future. I'm saying our friends in Australia, they're fat chance in hell you'll ever be, uh, you know, possible. But I, I, but I'm saying we're going to keep our our UK audience. It'll be an occasional thing when we do something that's open to everybody. Because I think whenever we give something away, we leave it somewhere in New York, and you got to come get it. We... <laughs> <laughs> meet us in way. an alley. <laughs> yeah. Here right. you go. I assure you it's safe. Just meet us in an alley. Listen, if you want more UK contests, uh, buy some more mugs and shirts and such from the store. And then we could yeah. do. We right could now do we're in the red. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Put us in the red. Right now, $29 has put the whole entire uh, corporation in the red. <laughs> Lucky if. that's what, Why do you think JSABs isn't here? Exactly. We couldn't afford to pay her for this episode. <laughs> She's not hearing. That's it. It's over.
<laughs> Janine's it. like, what time? We're like, not now, Janine. Mm-hmm. We we got to make up for lost ground here. Yeah, no easy way to put this. I don't know if you heard about the shipping department error that we had, but... Uh... <laughs> It's not a good, not a good thing. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out on that. How much was it? How much was what? The shipping. No, the ship. It was twenty nine dollars. Didn't I say that? I thought Holy I said that. Cra- you said like double. It was double. I don't know if it was twenty or thirty. Yeah, double. Yeah. It. yeah. I said ten or fifteen bucks. I don't think in my entire. I'm almost forty years old. I don't think in my entire life I've ever spent forty dollars shipping. Uh, twenty nine dollars shipping anything. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Twenty nine dollars to ship it to UK, but it was like. Like six, seven bucks maybe to ship it to me. Yeah, how are they China. doing that? How are they pulling that off? Don't know. I honestly think this piece of shit it at the post office saw my wife took- coming and it was like, I bet you I could charge this idiot $30. It took like two months to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> he took, he took, he probably is a, a big fan of the show. He goes, I can't believe, he's like, if she married this dope, then I bet you I can get her to pay $29 for her shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it, my friend. We gotta go. Gotta go. Great episode. Thank you so much. Uh we miss Jay Sabs too on this one. She had some things to attend to. She'll be here yes. for the next time, I hope. She will. Um yeah, uh, Happy Mother's Day. Mo- yes, happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day weekend to all yeah. the mothers out there. To all the moms out there. Um maybe we'll recap Mother's Day on uh and to Jay Sabs. Do you do do you do Mother's Day? Do you do something for your wife? Do you do a furry mom's day? Yeah, I just get her uh, you know, something from the pooch. Something small. We don't cook. Does he sign the card or do you? Uh usually uh I you know, I dip his paw in ink and press it on it. Classic. No. That's nice. No, just, just sign the name. Well you should do that if you're not really doing that. Okay. All right. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. Uh, of course, if you're on uh, YouTube or Facebook, hit the thumbs up on the video. Always appreciate it. If you're on Apple podcast, make sure you rate and review. It's so annoying. I hate it too, but it makes a difference. The more people that rate and review, the more it gets like pushed out to other people. So we appreciate it. It would be great if you could do that. Even if you don't listen on Apple podcast, shoot on over to that Apple podcast link at anthonyonair.com. You know, you click on the little Apple logo there and uh, just we'll throw five do stars work, down. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Hey, if you can't buy anything, if you're like, I don't got the scratch right now, and to put yeah, together this is something a thing, free to do. Yeah. that's something free you could do. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.